Jesus said that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. And so he is seeking and he's looking. And uh, I told a man this, this past weekend or just a couple days ago that uh, seemed like we're in the short, short roads right now. We're looking for those, those last ones to come. Um, you'll remember in Revelations, the particular place where the martyrs were under the altar and they're saying, Lord, when are you going to uh, revenge us? When are you going to bring judgment for what has happened to us? And he said, oh, you got to wait. There's a few more. There's a few more. We're coming down to the short roads. I want to be ready. I want to be found doing. Amen. When our Lord returns. I appreciate Him so much and appreciate all of you coming and being with us here this morning. If you have your Bibles, I'd like to turn to should be a familiar place for several of you. Turn with me to Judges chapter 17. I'm going to read two verses there. I'm going to read a verse from chapter 18. And then I'm going to read the last verse of chapter 21. And so all of those who are able to stand with us, you would stand with us as we uh, read our text here this morning. When you have it, if you would say amen. Amen. All right. Judges chapter 17, starting in verse 6. In those days, there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And there was a young man out of Bethlehem, Judah, of the family of Judah, who was a Levite, and he sojourned therein. Turn with me now to Judges chapter 18 and verse 1. And in those days there was no king in Israel. And in those uh, days the tribe of the Danites sought them an inheritance to dwell in. For unto that day all their inheritance had not fallen unto them among the tribes of Israel. Now turn with me to uh, chapter 21, which is the last chapter of this book. And if you would go to the last verse of this book, last verse of it, and it says, And in those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you came to set us free. You came to redeem us from the hand of our enemies. And that, Lord, you came to set us on that highway, that highway called holiness. And, Lord, here this morning, I ask and pray that you would help us to be willing to examine our own hearts and our own lives. That, Lord, we may know if we be in the way or not. And, Lord, I pray that 
the Holy Ghost would uh, send these words forth deep into our hearts that if we are yet shy from following you, that you will help us to redouble our efforts and that, Lord, we might learn to live for you and to please you and to serve you with all our heart and all our strength and all our ability. Come by, move for us, we pray. Anoint these feeble lips of clay. In Jesus' holy and righteous name, we do pray. And everyone said, Amen. I the Lord. <clears throat> Anarchy. Anarchy. How many of y'all are familiar with that word? Anarchy. Huh? Uh, according to uh, Marion Webster's, it is the absence of government, a state of lawlessness, or political disorder due to the absence of governmental authority. Um. A utopian society of individuals who enjoy complete freedom without government. Right. How do you think that would work? Uh, it is the absence or the denial of any authority or established order. It is the absence of order. Then there's another word that goes along with it is uh, anarchism. A political theory holding all forms of government authority to be unnecessary and undesired and advocating a society based on voluntary cooperation, free association of individuals and groups. Huh? Sounds good, doesn't it? Uh, so this morning, if the Lord helped me, I'd like to preach on anarchy. Because that word defines these verses that I read to you. And there was no king, no authority, amen, in Israel. And every man, woman, child did that which was right in their own eyes. And so today in our country today, we are under a heavy influence of this our uh, uh, anarchism, the ism part. I have a hard time pronouncing that. The influences are strong. And our style of government leans toward this. Uh, some of those over the pond, as they used to say, called this uh, government that we have as the great experiment. Amen. But it leads to this state when men and women of questionable character and honor attempt to govern over the land. I worked for a man one time and he had one of his right hand people. He, uh, he was having to close up stores because the people, there were certain men that were put in, in charge of those stores and they decided they were going to take that business for themselves. And so they were constantly uh, making new rules. This is a rule here, there, and all that. And uh, I can't remember the man's name, but in one of the meetings he said, the best thing for us to do is anybody we're going to hire, send them to somebody and check to find out if they're honest. 
He said, then we wouldn't need all these rules. Huh? Are you getting what I'm talking about? I'm talking about anarchy. Amen. And so, good men do good things. Wicked men do wicked things. And when we are honest, faithful, courageous men, uh, men interested in helping uh, everyone in the country, our country runs smoothly and prosperously. Right. I, I found this over in the uh, expositor's uh, commentary. It was written by a man named uh, Hensley Henson. And he said, From a combination of causes, says Mr. Fount, in his annals of an English abbey, we are now passing into a sea where our charts fail us. And the stars have ceased to shine. And the tongue of the prudent speaks stammeringly. Excuse me here. Uh, stammeringly. The fools clamor that uh, he is as wise as a sage and the sage shrinks from saying that it is not so. Authority is mute. One man, we are told, is as good as another. Each by divine character may think as he pleases and crave his actions after his own likings. Institutions crumble. Creeds resolve themselves into words. Forms of government dis, uh, disintegrate. And there is no longer any word of command. Civilized mankind are broken into 200 million units, each thinking and doing what is good in his own eyes. He, uh, he ends up saying, experience of the past forbids the belief that anarchy will continue forever. In other words, there's always been something to come in and help change things around and so, in these scriptures above, we uh, see that anarchy is not a new situation. It is not a new problem. As a matter of fact, you would be surprised how far back it goes. It is the root of the sin that Adam and Eve committed in the Garden of Eden. It is uh, the one sin that was like an almost like an atomic bomb, you know, it goes from one atom to another uh, as it erupts and it defiles everybody. Sin just continued to go and the fall of man was from the beginning a fall designed by Satan to separate us from a loving God, right. a God who cares, a God who knows us better than we know ourselves. Right. Amen. A God that wants to help. Amen. It is the destruction also of faith. Anarchy. Huh? How's your faith doing? Huh? Do you still believe in the Lord? Are you still trusting in Him? This, uh, uh, this statement, every man did that which is right in his own eyes. Think about it. Think about it own eyes not my eyes your own eyes every man thinking and it speaks to me about me my 
and mine, my perception, my ideas, my knowledge, my wisdom, my expectations, my advantages or my disadvantages. Most people don't mind government or being governed as long as it doesn't affect me. As long as it doesn't interfere with my plans or my dreams. Uh, uh, as long as it doesn't cost me anything or try uh, and change my lifestyle in any way. I'm good. I don't need any help. I can handle it. How many times we hear that, huh? And will you let me tell you, it's not just our government, but it's also about our worship in our churches. You may not realize this, but government in the United States is in respect of policies and in our, how our government interacts with its citizens is greatly influenced by the church. When the leaders of our uh, government pretty much got the okay from the churches about divorce and remarriage, about many other things, that's when the government stepped in and changed the laws. Well, if the church can take it, then it must be all right. Come on. Hello. And our, when our churches are biblically sound, fundamentally based, and unified, our country, our government, our citizenry uh, will be strong. There'll be low crime, helpful one to another not easily influenced by other countries, so goes the church. Amen. <laughs> I just thought something. I am not one of these uh, churches that you're reading about, nationalization church, okay? We are dedicated and consecrated not to our nation, but to Jesus Christ. Yeah, I want you to know that. We get our marching orders from Him. But uh, uh, anarchy is in our churches. The church in my lifetime has failed to uphold biblical doctrine and tradition by enforcing the sanctity of marriage, abstinence of alcohol, so-called recreational drugs, immodest dress, fashion, immoral acts of fornication and homosexuality, improper election of leadership, I'm talking about in the church, ineffective church discipline, hiding of uh, more immoral and criminal church people, and giving aid to immoral and demotic uh, public leaders in our uh, society. If anarchy is the cry for the lost, then the church's rallying cry needs to be submit. Right. Submit. Yes. Come back unto God. Submit yourselves unto the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to return unto Him. He is our only hope and our stay. Uh, the Lord initially from the very beginning, the very first institution of government that He established was the family. Amen. After that, it began to expand. Amen. And you had other governments that started, but you had the family and the church. Yeah. Yeah. And so 
We need to get back. And we need to be willing to submit. Who in here likes to submit? Can I tell you something? I've learned where it's a lot better than getting beat up. Huh? I'm not talking about submitting to unrighteousness, but to be willing to say yes. Can I tell you, uh, when I used to run a business and businesses at times, I found out and I realized it's a whole lot easier being an employee than being the owner of a business. It would be so nice to say, tell me what to do. Tell me how to do it. Where to go. Uh, tell me what, you know, who to hire and who not to hire. It'd be so much easier. Employees, if you're an employee here, be thankful for it. Because at the end of the day, you can uh, take your hat off of whatever you are. You can come back to your family. You get to enjoy life with your family. And I wish I'd spent more of my life as an employee than as a business owner. It might have been a little nicer, wouldn't it, honey? I don't know. It wasn't too fun when I worked for Shoney's. Anyway. <clears throat> but to submit. To submit ourselves to the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord. Do you call Jesus Lord? He is more than just our Savior. Jesus didn't come to seek friends. Okay? He didn't come to be a buddies and to be easy going with everybody. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And many times in our lives we need the Lord to help us so that we don't get back into that position that we were before and uh, find ourselves lost again. Huh? Help me, Lord. Sometimes I don't understand how our judges in America will take children from a, a mother and uh, give them back to the grandmother and expect a different outcome in their lives. Right. You understand what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Huh? Wait a minute. Yeah, that mother's in jail doing dope, doing all these other things. And you're going to give them back to the grandmother who taught that other one? Come on now. Oh, no, that's not the way. Yeah, yeah. I've been pastoring long enough to see that repeated over and over. Jesus came to seek and to save. To deliver us out of where we are so that we can be changed. Who in here wants to be changed? Amen. Are you sincere? Do yes. you really want to be different? Yes. Do you want to be a child of God? Yes. Do you want to be set Not because of pride, because I'm up here and they're down there. No! But to be a child of God Amen. because Jesus saved you. Who in here has ever had a close call in life and you almost passed away? Anybody? Huh? I, I had a couple myself. Huh? And uh, those doctors or that person that pulled you up out of the water well, become dear to you because of their help to prolong your life. 
how much more should we not give our love and our affection, amen, unto our Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans 10 and 3, we read, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. To be a Christian is not just to say, I accept Him as my Savior. We must accept Him as our Lord. We must be willing to change, to not be the same person we used to be. In the Old Testament, when they came into the uh, tabernacle, you come in one door, but you go out a different door. Uh, a changed door. So you were supposed to come in one way with your burdens and your sins and you're supposed to leave out another way with your burdens uh, taken off. A new person. So we should be also as we serve Jesus Christ. When we come unto Him, we are to lay our burdens down. We are to submit unto Him. And I'm going to tell you something. I remember my lessons on submitting. And they were not easy ones. One of the first times I remember about submitting, I must have been eight or nine years old. And I was getting probably the third whipping of that day from my mama. And let me tell you, she could lay them on. And I, something hit me and I thought, wow, if I just quit doing what she asked me to quit doing, I wouldn't be here all the time. That's a form of submitting. Huh? Later on in life, I learned that when you are not the boss and you have a boss over you, he writes your paycheck. You need to learn to submit to do things the way they ask you to do things. Amen. Amen. And so, but we need to learn to submit unto God's righteousness. God's ways are not our ways. Come on. And I hear it from time to time. I'll probably hear it after here this morning. But, uh, you know, the scripture says, Jesus said that if somebody strikes you, you're supposed to turn the other cheek. And the teaching there is to continue to turn. But most people will, you know, most young men will say, yeah, but he didn't say what to do after the second time. Yeah, exactly. That's not what the intent of the lesson. The intent of the lesson is to be willing to submit ourselves unto God by turning the cheek. I'm not turning the cheek because of Him. I'm turning the cheek because Jesus asked me to. Then in Ephesians 5 and 21, He says, Submitting yourselves one to another one to another in the fear of God. Did you know we're supposed to submit one to another? There are times some of the youngest among us will come up and say something to Brother Jeff. Brother Jeff, you shouldn't have done that. Hello? You little brat. You brat. What are you telling me? I'm the path. 
Bible also says, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, uh-huh. truth come forth. Come Amen. on. Amen. Sometimes we need to be listening to them. And when they're right, there's nothing wrong with saying, I'm sorry, I will try to do better. Right. Amen, Brother Jeff. Then here's the other one that you ladies love over Colossians 3 and 18. Wives. Y'all can quote it for me, can't you? Wives. Let the record show no woman is helping in this scripture. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as is fit in the Lord. And... uh. That's also found in Ephesians 5 and 22. But uh, I have to add this because I'm married also. Uh, You know, uh, husbands are to love our wives as Christ loved the church. I did that, right? Yeah, all right. See, I can tell you, there were a bunch of women that were going to come after me after service here. (laughs) Hebrews 13 and 17 Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. I couldn't tell you how much I've heard through the years. Well, they're just picking on me. Or, it's not that bad. Or, folks, something's not, the reason things are said is because they want to help you. And if we could get that inspiration and say, hey, you know, if I'll stop that, things will get better. Uh Huh? Huh? Amen. James 4 and 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We are to submit ourselves unto God. Resist the devil. Resist temptation. Resist those things that come to us that want to take us away from God's ways into our own ways or into somebody else's ways. It says, draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. Thank the Lord we can find a help. It will draw nigh unto God. He goes on. He said, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. We need to get to the place where we become single-minded. Have you ever been double-minded? Well, I want to do this today, but I need to do this, you know. That's the most common thing. And uh, since we've been on husbands and wives, I understand husbands how it is. You know, we're, tomorrow we're going to do such and such. Well, you better wait on it. Because tomorrow may be a totally different subject. Okay? Mm. Yeah, help y'all. First Peter 2 and 13. Submit yourselves. No, that's not for us. For, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have read that. First Peter 2 and 13. Huh? Well, I guess if that started, I, I'll go ahead. 
1 Peter 2 and 13, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Whether it be to a king as supreme or unto justices or police or inspectors, the authority. 1 Peter 5 and uh, verse 5, likewise ye younger, Submit yourselves unto the elders. So you younger folks are supposed to submit to the elders. Wait a minute, it's not finished yet. Yea, all of you subject one to another and be clothed in humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace unto the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Can I tell you, when you're the authority and you're the one out there, then you're the one that has to uh, make an account for all of your doings and all of the things that you've done, the wrong and the right things. But when we submit ourselves unto God, it takes that burden, it takes that pressure off of us. Oh, but Brother Jeff, you don't know how hard it is to live wholeness. Something's wrong with your experience if you're having a hard time living wholeness. Amen. I'm sorry to be so blunt to you. Because the Lord said... My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. When we love Him, when we serve Him, He'll take that burden off of us. We may have a little bit of a burden. We run better under a little bit of a burden. But oh, it is not hard to serve God. It is an easy thing to serve the one you love. I'm not so sure I'm getting this to y'all. I love my wife. <laughs> you going to the kitchen? <laughs> In my head, I'm saying, no, I wasn't planning on going to the kitchen. <laughs> but my mouth comes out and I say, you need me to do something for you? <laughs> It is not because she's hard and mean and all that to me. It's because I love her. Huh? And when the Lord, when you love the Lord, how much better is that? His, his laws, His ordinance are not hard. And I'm going to tell you something. When you really get, fall in love with our Savior, and you know Him. And you're like those men who were on the Emmaus Road. And they said, did not our hearts burn within us? When you get to that experience in Christ, things are so much easier in serving God and serving others. Amen. I'm really talking to you about the submitting. This is the opposite of anarchy. To be willing to submit to the Lord. Huh? I quit my job right after one of my bosses came over and 
shoved a handful of 50 and hundreds in my hand and said, go down to the, to the uh, liquor store. We're about to run out of liquor up here. And I told him, I said, I told you before you got drunk. I didn't say that. Well, I told you before we got in here, I'm not buying no liquor. Come on. Who was I submitting to? To God. We must first submit unto Him. And then I was reminded, Teresa, come. I'm about to close. I'm reminded of uh, John's words, John the Baptist's words in Matthew 3. He said, And saying, Repent ye. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Can I tell you? It's at hand. Amen. It's close. And we had better make arrangements right now to get our repenting. You know what that word repenting means? I know most of the time we say it means to turn around, but it means to change your mind. People in America don't like changing their minds. Matthew 4 and 17, and from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let's stand across the house here. I want to ask you a question. Are you, to the best of your knowledge, following the word of God? Are you willing to love your enemies? Do you forgive your brother or maybe sister 70 times 7 in a day? Huh? Or maybe you say, I don't have to do that. I don't believe that's for me. That was way back you know, 2,300 years ago, that doesn't apply to me today. Can I tell you what that is? That's anarchy. Amen. Anarchy against God. Amen. Lawlessness. Okay. Young people, when your parents tell you, don't do this. And you think it's cute to be sneaky and to go do it. That's anarchy. It's a sin against God. It's a sin when a child disobeys your parents. It's just as bad as if you'd committed adultery, killed a person, stole something. It's just as serious a sin as that. That's why it's in the Ten Commandments. But more so, we need to obey God. Youngins, if you're obeying God, you'll obey your parents. Parents, when you obey the laws of the land, when you follow after God's Word, pastor, 
you're submitting unto God. I can tell this is a real exciting message for y'all here this morning. Just something you want to run around the church about, you know. But can I tell you something? There is a great joy in submitting all to Jesus. When you wake up in the morning, you know, I've been obeying God. I'm serving the Lord. There's a joy in there. You're not looking over your shoulder. You know, who's looking? Who's going to catch? No, because you're not doing so well. You're following after the Lord. And then when somebody comes by and they're low and down or maybe sick, you don't hesitate to reach out. Can I pray for you? We need more of God. And that's what we need. Jamie sings that one song that I like. You know, less of me. Less of me. I probably got it all wrong, but it's, it's the same idea, you know. I need more of you, Lord. I need less of me. Let's bow our heads right now. Dear Lord Jesus, I've tried to deliver the message you laid upon my heart. And Lord, here this morning I ask and I pray, dear Jesus, that you would let your word go deep into our hearts. Deep, Lord, as a splinter would go that we just don't seem to ever be able to get it out. And help it, Lord, to to push us in the right direction, to do those things that are right before you. Help us, Lord, to get to the place where we are willing to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Come by, Lord. We're in great need of you here in our church, in our community, in our state, and in our country. Come, Lord. Bring revival. A revival for you, Lord. A revival for knowing you and loving you and submitting unto you. Lord, you know the hearts that you're dealing with here this morning. Lord, help them to be willing to submit unto your pool. Help them not to think of their embarrassment or to listen to what Satan says about what will people think. But Lord, I pray, help them to stand up and to come forward unto you, to make an altar where they're at, and to seek you with all their heart. Save souls, sanctify, cleanse, set apart here this morning. Prepare us, O God, to be full of your Holy Ghost and fire. We thank you in Jesus' name. I want to invite everyone that will to come to this altar. You know where you are at. You know the condition of your soul, mama and daddy, or maybe the mothers and daddies. 
people can't really see what's going on in your heart. But the Lord knows. Won't you come and lay this upon the altar in a way of showing you're laying your burden down before God and you're saying, Lord, forgive me for these things. Change me, Lord. Help me, O oh God, to do your will. Come, let's pray. Let's seek after the Lord here this morning. There are trophies to be won, possessions to claim, and some would give their very soul to reach earth's highest plane. What to count again would be my loss if I lay down commitments cost. So I'll lift my eyes to things above and serve Him with a heart of love. I just want to please the Lord. Be
Hey, 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 hey.